from San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspik. This is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple and accessible to all. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about the Giants defeating the A's again, uh, sweeping this exhibition series and looking good and just playing clean baseball. So we'll talk about if that was a fluke or not and how do we translate what they did in these two games into the upcoming regular season. And then, of course, we're going to have to talk about the roster, which we still don't know anything about it and how it's going to look. The Giants have been very quiet about their intentions and their plans with the roster and how they're going to approach the pitching matchups in L.A. We know that Johnny Cueto is going to start the first game, but after that, we don't know really anything. A little bit about me. I'm a former Fangraphs fantasy contributor and a lifelong diehard Giants fan. I started a Giants podcast called Covecast in 2015 and was doing that before joining the Locked On Podcast Network in 2019. So yeah, the Giants played their second consecutive really clean baseball game against the Oakland A's last night. Before the game, we did have more kneeling during the national anthem. This time we had Hunter Pence and Pablo Sandoval joining those who protested a night earlier in Oakland, which included Mike Yastrzemski, Jalen Davis, Austin Slater, Chadwick Trump, Tyler Sear, and Trevor Gott, as well as manager Gabe Kapler and coaches Antoine Richardson, Justin Veeley, and Ethan Katz. So a lot of Giants kneeling, and that's what we saw last night before the game. And don't be surprised if this, and in fact, for sure, I would say this is going to carry over onto opening night in Los Angeles tomorrow, and I think it'll it'll get even more attention at that point in time when these games count and this is a nationally televised game. So for all my thoughts about that, uh, you can listen to yesterday's episode, but for today, I want to focus more on the games and the roster because we have a lot to figure out before the Giants Start the season tomorrow night in Los Angeles. I can't believe it. I'm actually very excited. Uh, Worth noting, the Dodgers reportedly are going to sign Mookie Betts to a mega extension. The the news breaking today uh, from multiple sources confirming that the Dodgers and Betts will agree to a contract uh, around 10 years and somewhere between 350 and 400 million dollars. So if you didn't get to enjoy watching Mookie Betts all that often in Boston, you'll have plenty of opportunities for that now as he's going to be playing the Giants whatever 19, 17 times a year when things get back to normal from here on out for the foreseeable future. So he's a great player. He's fun to watch. So on the one hand, I'm I'm excited to get to see him regularly. But on the other hand, uh, this is a great signing for the Dodgers and Mookie Betts is one of the very best players in the game and he's only 27 years old. But anyway, this is a Giants show, and we're trying to figure out how the Giants can get to that status of the Dodgers, and I do think it is achievable one move at a time. I mean, that's the only way they can do it, of course. So I think the last couple nights, if not proved, showed that the Giants are probably, perhaps, uh, 
a little bit better and more capable of giving opponents a, a tough time than most would have thought. Now, of course, these are exhibition games. We should not read too much into them. But one thing that really stands out is that the pitching was so effective. And they didn't have a starting pitcher. I mean, somebody started the game, but that, that each time they had they had literally nine different pitchers throw one inning apiece for both of these two games. Guys like Kevin Gosman and Drew Smiley were very effective. You know, those are considered to be starting pitchers, yet they were only throwing one inning, which is a bit weird because I'm sure they want more innings out of them, at least like three or four innings to start the season. So I'm not entirely sure why the idea was to just have them throw one inning uh, against the A's. But I'm sure there's a plan there. We just don't know what it is. And last night we had Tyler Rogers, who I've been super high on all offseason, starting this game for the Giants and just absolutely dominating the top of the A's lineup. And it dawned on me, and we've talked about this before, but one big reason why you use openers is because the opponent, you know, the first inning is the highest scoring inning in baseball historically. And a lot of it has to do with you're facing the top of the order every time. Whereas in other innings, you you never quite know exactly what part of the order you're going to face. But yeah, I mean, Simeon, Loriano, Chapman with Olsen looming fourth and Chris Davis fifth is a dangerous part of the order. And it actually did go right, right, right with Simeon, Loriano, Chapman. And, you know, bringing in Tyler Rogers against those three guys to start a game is a great idea. I mean, I said this before the game started. I said, the A's have no chance of scoring in this inning. And of course they did actually have a chance, but that's the same feeling you used to get with like Romo and Wilson uh, at times and Javier Lopez and Jeremy Affelt. They would come in and you're like, okay, it's the inning's good. We don't have to worry about this inning. And that's the feeling I had with Tyler Rogers on the mound against three righties in the first inning. And, you know, that's the name of the game is preventing runs. And so if you have that feeling like this player is not going to allow a run here, then you've done your job putting the the best matchup out there. Tyler Rogers, Connor Menez. Well, Menez gave up a couple runs, but Danny Jimenez, Wandy Peralta, Andy Suarez, Sam Coonrod, Andrew Triggs, Sam Selman, and Sam Wolf. Got a lot of Sams in there combined to just shut down the A's last night and the night before it was Kevin Gosman, Tyler Anderson, Drew Smiley, Caleb Berger, Rico Garcia, Tony Watson, Sean Anderson, Trevor Gott, and Carlos Navas. So it worked. I mean people like to really criticize the opener and bullpen strategy but you know one of the common arguments is you can't expect every single pitcher to be on their game and that's probably true but with a bulb with a reliever if they start to struggle you just take them out there's no like pressure to to let them try to get through x amount of innings as soon as trouble comes in you just bring in somebody else and so i don't really buy that critique at all and i don't know that the giants are going to do this where they go nine pitchers all that often i think that they might i think they'll definitely do it sometimes but it was very effective in these two games against the a's on the offensive side, Mike Yastrzemski led off the bottom of the first with a rocket home run to right center. Alex Dickerson followed that up with a home run to left center to lead off 
the second inning. Giants tacked on another run in the fourth and one more in the sixth when Dickerson singled, Sandoval doubled to left center, and Tyler Heineman hit a sacrifice fly. Um, Also of note, Joe McCarthy started this game at first base. I think he's probably not a name that a lot of Giants fans are familiar with. Giants picked him up in a minor trade at the deadline last July with the Rays. He looks like earlier in his career with the Rays, he looked like he could be a really good platoon corner outfield bat. He's got a really good on-base percentage in the minors. He draws a ton of walks, but he's dealt with some injuries the last couple years that held down his performance. But he's healthy now, evidently, and playing some first, playing some corner outfield. And I think there's a very good chance he makes the opening day roster with Brandon Belt on the injured list. And I liked his at-bats last night. He hit the ball really hard a couple times, had nothing to show for it, didn't get any hits, but slammed a ball out to Triples Alley that was caught near the wall. Easily a home run in a lot of other parks. And McCarthy also just has terrific discipline. He he just doesn't go out of the strike zone. So we'll talk about the roster and what I think is going to happen here because today at some point, I'm sure we'll hear what the roster is actually going to be. So we'll speculate about that in a couple of minutes. But first, I want to talk about CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or a shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners here at Locked On Giants 25% off for your next order when you use promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Okay, as promised, here in the second half of the show, I want to guess what the the final roster is going to be. I know we did this kind of a couple days ago on the show, and I also realized after listening back to that episode, I never completed the thought, which was what is going to happen on the 40-man roster to get certain guys onto the roster. And the way I look at it now, they actually seemingly will be able to finalize their 30-man roster without having to bump anybody off the 40-man roster. Because the 40-man currently stands at 37 players. And by my guesses here, they're going to add three guys to the 40-man in Darren Ruff, Yolmer Sanchez, and Pablo Sandoval. It's worth saying that Yolmer Sanchez has looked completely lost at the plate whenever I've seen him. And these are obviously the most recent plate appearances he's taking he's just he looks completely lost to me he's taking really non-competitive swings which is you know not his fault I'm sure he's just really kind of out of whack mechanically he's someone who has worked on a swing change and sometimes you know it doesn't work and you don't feel comfortable at the plate and that's what I'm seeing out of him right now Darren Ruff likewise just hasn't gotten it going the way that he was mashing in spring training 
So there's always a chance that someone like Ruff and someone like Sanchez doesn't actually make the opening day roster. But I think that's unlikely. I think they still just feel good about Darren Ruff's ability to come in and be a threat against a lefty. And Yolmer Sanchez, at the very least, even if he's not hitting, is going to provide you a lot of defensive value. So, you know, for that reason, I I stuck with them. And for the reason that they don't have a lot of better options right now. But that being said, they could always try to pull off some kind of trade today or in the in the early days of the season. Reminds me of last year. There was a lot of activity right before the start of the season. They acquired Connor Joe, inserted him into the opening day lineup, in large part because there was a lefty on the mound. But just a few days into the season, they ended up trading for Kevin Pillar, and then I think it was Michael Reed who was the victim of that acquisition. All that to say, I think that the roster that gets announced is not necessarily the roster we're going to see throughout the season. I think that's actually, I can just say that with confidence that, that, that that's not true. There's also the question of who's going to be catching for this team. I think it's telling that we saw Chadwick Trump in there against a lefty in Sean Manaya on Monday. So I've actually made a surprising move here and, and predicted that Trump is going to be one of the two catchers. And I'm going with Heineman as the other catcher. That would leave Rob Brantley as the odd man out. And again, there's the possibility of a trade today. The Giants talked about bringing in a veteran catcher. There's still a chance that something like that could happen today. I don't expect Joey Bart to be on the roster. He didn't start either of these games, kind of made a late cameo in these games. But I'm like 100% sure he's going to be sent to the alternate site. On the pitching side, it's a little more complicated because when I look at it, I only see 12 pitchers as really locks at this point because of a couple of injuries and guys coming in late to camp. Tyler Anderson, Sean Anderson, Johnny Cueto, Kevin Gosman, Trevor Gott. I'm saying Danny Jimenez, but that he's actually not a lock after hearing Gabe Kapler talk about him last night on the air. Uh, Wandy Peralta, Tyler Rogers, Jeff Samarja, Drew Smiley, Tony Watson, and Logan Webb. So Danny Jimenez is the Rule Five pick. If he's not on the major, if he doesn't make the team, they have to offer him back to the Toronto Blue Jays. And Gabe Kapler appeared on the broadcast last night talking to Crook and Kipe, and he said early on in camp, like in in March. They were not seeing it from Jimenez. The velocity was not where it needed to be, and they probably were were leaning against carrying him on the roster, which was news to me. But then he said, this time in camp, they are seeing it. The velocity is back. They're, they're getting the good life on the breaking ball that they want. And Kepler said he has a pretty good chance of making the opening day roster. So that to me sounds like he will make it. It would be kind of messed up to have said all that live on the air and then not go with him. But they're not going to make a decision because of that. Uh, Sam Coonrod is someone I've included, but I don't consider a lock. So even with Jimenez and Coonrod, that's only 13 pitchers. And on the position player side, we have a pretty easy 15. So that's 15 position players, and we're only at 13 pitchers. And on my list, four of those pitchers are left-handed in Anderson, Peralta, Smiley, and Watson. But... Only two of those are starters and then two are relievers by trade. So if you're trying to add two more pitchers, 
I think you might want to go with two more lefties, especially because, you know, the Dodgers have a lot of left-handed hitters in their lineup. Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, Jock Peterson. I think the Dodgers are better against right-handed pitching. That may be not true anymore with Mookie Betts in their lineup every night, but uh, you need a lot of lefties to deal with the Dodgers. And I think there are ways to to mess with them a little bit. And this is something I wanted to talk about more, but I think the Giants are going to come out of the gate playing this opening series like it's the World Series. I really do think that because they can't afford to get buried early in the season. So any and all tactics to win these games are in play. I understand Johnny Cueto is starting. He'll have a short hook. If he gets into trouble, they're taking him out. But after that, I mean, I think they're going to use openers. They're going to do whatever they can to kind of mess with L.A. Uh, They're susceptible if you start like a right-handed pitcher and they load up their lefty lineup. Just go with that pitcher for three outs, three batters, and then bring in your lefty and then force them to get a bad matchup or to start making, you know, start making substitutions. We saw the Brewers kind of mess with them like this in the playoffs a couple years ago. And I think the Giants are going to try to do that. Mookie Betts makes it tougher, but I think they're going to do whatever they can to neutralize L.A. like right out of the gates. They're not going to just wait around while L.A. pounds them. So anyway, I think for that reason, you want to have a balance of lefties and righties as much as possible. So on the 40-man roster, the Giants have Connor Menez, Sam Selman and Andy Suarez as lefties I did not include on the opening on the major league roster so just add two of those guys and then I think that that's probably how it will look so I think you're probably looking at Andy Suarez and Sam Selman if I had to guess there so we'll find out probably today hopefully today it would be frustrating if they waited until tomorrow for my job and, you know, we're all anxious to know. But I do think part of the holdup could be that they're trying to explore every opportunity to possibly make a trade or two before the season gets going to give themselves the best roster they can have heading into the season. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Remember to get this show every weekday. You need to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. Can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. We'll have a show for you before the game to get you ready, kind of talking about anything that goes down today. And I think we'll talk more about how I think the Giants will come out with a sense of real, real urgency. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 